This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Previously on Homestale Radio. You know the head of the Budgerigar Society in Great Britain? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Is it John Burrish? It's Jeff Cates. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The shop putter. The shop putter, yeah. Right, oh Jeff Cates. Oh, my God. Of the Budgerigar Society. Chris. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Cut yourself off. We're going to have a chat. <laughs> I remember going to a Palace game and standing in the um, in the Arthur and looking across and there was a fella sitting there with his dog. Sitting on the terrace in Yomsdale with his dog next to him. Someone's got to remember that. No. <laughs> I remember standing outside a shop with a dog once and somebody tried to put 50p in the head. <laughs> oh, God. Brilliant. Brilliant. For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Hello and welcome to Homestar Radio. That's interesting, there's a contact jingle at the end of that uh, when this is a recorded podcast. Hmm, interesting. Um, Yeah, so basically this is by popular demand. I say popular demand. Two people asked us to do a podcast. Uh, oh, we've lost Patrick already. Um, and, yeah, so uh, we, we want to talk about the, the, the Sunderland game and the aftermath of that and the kind of uh, reaction on, on Twitter. And, obviously, we've all got to try and get it out of our system. I think anyone who was following my um, my Twitter updates uh, on the whole radio account will probably be aware of how annoyed I am. Um, I've, I've calmed down a bit now. I'm not sure the, the rest of the lads have. Alex definitely hasn't. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm just going to start us off and, and the easiest way to start is to say before the game before anything of what happened before any level of hindsight that you have would you have started that game any differently uh, and I'm going to ask you first of all Joe for a specific reason <laughs> in, in regards to what? In regards well, the to the team, the team that was picked, no, and the, no, way, the way we went up. I was happy with the team. I was really because you did pick the exact team in the, in the previous podcast. You just made me laugh earlier today. Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I was really happy with that team. I'm just, um, 
at. <laughs> you just, you just, oh. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly because you haven't got enough bleeps to to to. to I'm so f- mad <laughs> with 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 how yesterday went. I'm so disappointed. Do you know what I'm speaking? I very rarely get to spend any time with Lisa, and about a month ago I bought her a shirt, and because I, I got these season tickets, and I thought I, I share. Palace with my family this season. I, t- mm. I took my son to Chelsea to the Chelsea game where we were out completely outclassed, which is un- you know, an expected thing. And then I decided to take my wife to that game, to the Sunderland game. I thought, got a chance of winning. And I've come away. I've still got the ump now. Yeah. I am. I'm embarrassed. I'm absolutely embarrassed. But, but by, by everything. But absolutely everything yesterday, and I'm talking about stuff that happened in the crowd. Yeah, stuff I saw, saw your tweets. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we're going to try and cover as much of that as I can, um, as I can, as we can. Um, we'll come. We're going to come to the fact, the anger, the disappointment. Why were we embarrassed, and all that sort of stuff. That's the main. I think the main thing we've got to talk about because that's really what the reaction's been. Um, but just I. Tell me if I'm being unfair about this. Uh, I just want to summarise what I thought the flow of the game was. In the first half, we started the game much the better side. Um, there was obviously the penalty decision we'll talk about. We got sloppy and we got punished. Um, just to be specific about that, Hanglin did exactly what I... Mo- the only thing I moaned about his performance in the West Brom review, because he had a good game, was him dropping off. And he dropped off, played Van, on- Van, Hout- uh, Van Arnau onside, and it was, just a, it was just an easy cross, wasn't it? Easy cross to Fletcher. So, sloppy... And then, and then we just struggled. We did. We were we were quite clearly affected by the goal. The gap between midfield and attack was ludicrous, um, and we just limped in to half time. Came out in the second half exactly what we needed to do. Came out much better endeavour, much better, just sharper, and much the better side yet again. Got a goal back in. Great, you know, great endeavour from Campbell. Got a bit lucky, but we need a bit of luck every now and then. And and then we were dominant. There was only one winner. And what do we do? We got sloppy again, and we got punished again. And we pushed back into it. Got some subs on the pitch. Got a few attackers on the pitch. What do we do? We got sloppy. We got punished again. Jedinak, an aberration. So, in my view, we can summarise that game because the people were, and you, I'm sure some of you guys will, will tell me I'm wrong, but people were slagging us off, saying we were terrible. But actually, we were by far the better side for a large proportion of that game, in my view. And we got punished for sloppiness. And it's inexcusable for a, for a team that are, you know, an experienced team that we've got. But we did get punished for sloppiness. Now, Nick, you were about to speak. You go first, mate. We were the better side, but that doesn't say a lot for both teams, does it? No, yeah. that's fair. You know, we, we had one shot on target in the old bloody game. One shot on target. How were we, we the better side? We just missed, that, just I, out of we were the better type side. We was all over them, Joe. We had we had most of the possession. They played like we did last season under under. All, all, yeah. all, all we over had, them where? All we right, had, tell, tell we, we had, we had considerable. Into the box. Yeah, we had. I I, t- I was going to say it later, but here it, I was. 
absolutely spitting blood after the game. So, so frustrated, so, so angry. And I just, usually I'll just turn the TV straight off because I couldn't make that game because I was already angry pre-game because traffic on the, uh, on the roadworks in the M23 meant I had to miss the game because I was late out for work from work. So I was already riled up and I was just so fed up afterwards. I left it on and I heard Gary Neville talking and he just, Neil Warnock had just made his comments that everyone just went mental over about the whole, you know, he thought we actually played well. So, and then they ask Gary Neville when, he, when they came back to the studio and go, did they actually play well then, Gary? And, um, you know, were they good? And he, and he was quite, you know, he, he sort of ummed and ahed and then went, not, not exactly. But he said the, their only problem was that they were erratic in the final third. But it was a harsh result. They did play well. And they were the better side. And that, to me, there's no emotion there, is there? He's not embarrassed. He's not got the expectation we had of beating Sunderland because of their recent struggles. He's got none of that. So to me, without that emotion, he's able to be logical about what he saw. And he was logical, and he quite clearly stated that we were we played all right and our problems were in the final third. And I think that was a fair summary. Yeah, if our problems were in the final third, so we played well in the middle, where we were completely, once again, overrun by a very average midfield... Every week we get overrun. Doesn't matter who it's against, we get oh, and midfield gets overrun. It's just ridiculous. And 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 the thing, and what's going on with Wilf and Blassie? Is it see how many players you can beat without crossing the ball? You beat the man, get a chance to cross, don't cross it. You beat the man again, get a chance to cross, don't cross it. Beat the man again, get kicked by the other bloke, lose the ball. How many times do we have to see it for both of them? Listen, I champion both of those, and I champion yeah. Blassie to my mates that don't know them. And I've got a mate who I've got a front up. I haven't even sent him a text, right? Because they didn't deserve to win last night, I didn't think, Sunderland. But he's a massive no. Sunderland fan, right? And I can't front him because I'm embarrassed about that crap last night. His last words to me were, I hope you don't beat us as badly as Southampton did. Yeah, um, to me, I'm going to get some other people involved here. But to me, that is that is exactly why we've got the level of frustration and anger we've got. And bear, bear this in mind that I'm sitting here and I know I've got to present the other the other side to this, right? Because if I didn't, I we would all be sat, sitting here moaning. Because you know, everyone knows I'm as pissed off as you guys because they can probably hear it in my voice. But I'm trying to present the other side of this, okay? And the other side of this was we people are angry or people are are absolutely unreasonably angry in my view. You can be disappointed yep. and embarrassed and, and it comes from expectation. It always does in football. It's fucking expectation, I swore. First one, first one so far, won't be the last. Um and and it was expectation from knowing what happened to, uh, at the Southampton game. You know, in a way we we even did it. We in our last podcast we completely ignored the fact that they were actually pretty unlucky. It was individual areas that, that did them against Arsenal. They had considerably improved. And you know what? They had they came out with a point to prove. And, and that's where I'm really disappointed in us in a lot of ways. Because you've got to be prepared for that, haven't you? You've got to be prepared for a side to come out and have a point to prove against you after what they went through. And let's not pretend it doesn't hurt more because it's Gus Poyet as well, hey? You know, there's a lot of reasons why that result hurt. But I don't think it's any reason to throw baby out with bathwater. Now, Alex, you've not said a word, mate. Um, off you go. No, no. To be honest, it's 
it's just a, it's a tricky one to take, isn't it? Obviously, going into the game, everyone's expecting us to pick up three points, and they're the ones in the season where you think, come May, that's going to be absolutely vital that we've picked up three points, and certainly not lost, certainly not not lost ground to the teams in and around us, because when we are playing, you know, with a few games to go, we could be one point better off, we could be three points better off, and and it and it might prove vital. But for me, the frustration coming out of Warnock, and I know you're you're really against it, Chris. For me, do you know, you you summed it up earlier for me. You said the goals we've conceded were sloppy, and mm-hmm. if you ask me, I believe that's massively down to a manager because in recent weeks, the games look at this the games against Hull, that first goal against Hull, the army sloppy. Damien Delaney getting sent off against Chelsea, sloppy. Penalty against West Brom, sloppy. Goals in this game, they were sloppy. On a Pulis, I don't believe we would have made that, and I don't like to refer to other managers because he, you know, good riddance to him, and I don't like to compare them. But for me, a lot of that comes down to a manager. Jenat wouldn't have made that tackle last season. Jenat wouldn't have. Would, Jenat wouldn't have been that ill-disciplined to have kicked it, it, down on someone. And for me, that, that's in the camp. I, I'm totally, made this year. You're right, though. But uh, sorry, Joe. I'll let you come in and say. But Alex is absolutely right in that Jenat wouldn't have done that, and Delaney wouldn't have done what he did the other you know, the other week. But it comes from frustration. And, and we come back to the point of these decisions that are going against us. And I, we've got plenty of contact. And I'll, I'll talk to a few people who got, got in touch earlier on. And many of them were saying we can't keep blaming the ref, right? But I want to take a moment to, to say something quite clearly here. You can blame the ref if the ref makes a colossal error. Now, if I take the Chelsea game, a lot of people were angry with the ref there. I, I In all honesty... My complaint in that Chelsea game was he could have sent off Fabregas and he should have given John Terry a yellow card. But that was it for me. I don't know if we'd, we'd have changed any results with, with him making you know, those two calls. I'm not sure. What, I, what, did, what happened in the West Brom game was shameful, in my view. And what happened at the very, very start of the match was just appalling. Appalling. It's 25 seconds in, but they they shown, shown on the replays where Phil Dowd was watching that. He had an absolutely perfect view. It's embarrassing, had, isn't it? It's, it's, it's so early in the game that he didn't give it. You think if it happened in the 20th minute, would he have given it? I don't know. I don't. You'd have to ask him because he's told, he's told he's told Warnock he's not seen it. It does matter when you've when you've already. And bear in mind, you can play. You can say this as a for, for Warnock for for winding you know for winding people up. But the but the players will be as aware as us that Warnock is has felt that the referees have done us in, and they have, in all honesty, the last couple of games, right? And the frustration from that and the lack of confidence you get when you don't think things are going for you, that has a real palpable effect. It's not just about the fact that it should have been a red card and a penalty and a probable goal and, yeah, we would have strolled to victory in that match. It's You add that to the fact that you've been denied something by someone who's supposed to be an impartial arbiter of that game. And and you start feeling people are against you. And that's where you get the level of frustration that you've seen in recent weeks. Um, Patrick, you do want to say something. I'll let you in. Yeah, I mean, and Chris, that's exactly why I want to jump in. You absolutely have to get that penalty kick. It, it changes the entire game because, as we all know, goals change games. And the fact that we don't get calls in games is utterly frustrating. Not only as a supporter, but obviously for the player standpoint and the manager. People want to kill Warnock, but Warnock is not the man who's not making decisions that are key to us losing or, or drawing matches. I mean, the, the West Brom game is a perfect example. I mean, it's ridiculous some of the calls that were made in that game early on with the with the um, with the Zaha penalty that wasn't called, and then again yesterday. That's like that's a stonewall penalty. I don't care if it's the fastest penalty kick in history of the Premier League yesterday. That has to be called. And if we score that goal, we go on to win the match, and we didn't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's frustrated. And then when he goes and goes off on referees, he gets 
called up and he gets reprimanded. Fans get upset. Why did he come back to the referee? I mean, it's got to be done because we've got to get these calls in order to level the playing field. Because obviously on yeah. the field, we don't have the ability of the Chelsea's and Arsenal with the with the players. So we've got it's got to be even. Why don't we get those calls? It doesn't make any sense. So it's very frustrating. And like you just said, it comes out in the plays of our top players like Delaney and Dednak who normally would not do things they, that they that they did yesterday or the game before or the game before that. And then all of a sudden we're down a man. We're pushing for it uh, to, to tie the match and we get caught on a counter for a 3-1 goal. It's ridiculous. We have to start getting these calls. Otherwise, yeah. there's no way we can compete. No way. Yeah, we're, we're, dealing, we're dealing with facts here. We're not dealing with supposition. We're not dealing exactly. with... We're not siding with Neil Warnock's you know, view of a game. We're right. dealing with actual facts here. And people can't... And you say you can't ignore... You can't ignore a fact. You can't ignore a fact that it was a wrong decision. You can't ignore the fact that that would have changed the course of that game. You can't ignore the fact that that knocks people's confidence. Of course you can. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, Nick, you first, then Alex, then Joe, yeah. then everyone. <laughs> I've got about, got about three points to make. First of all, we talk about the lack of discipline in the team. Now, we've let in t- 24 goals, or is it mm-hmm. 28 goals? Did we let in, how many did we let in on the police? 24. It was, it's, it's one or the other. So, obviously, we've lost the discipline at the back, which is why we're letting goals in. Pulis seemed a lot, lot calmer than Warnock is. I like Warnock. I don't know whether he's a very good manager, but I do like him as a person. Now, is his, his <laughs> frustration coming through on the players? Who knows? Secondly, penalty. Now, I've, I got home last night. I looked on the Homesdale. I looked on a couple of other websites. I looked on Twitter. Everybody's saying, you know, oh, we can't blame, blame the ref for losing the game. We, we can blame the ref for not winning the game, I think. I know we, we, we invariably do worse against 10 men for some reason. I mean, I'm thinking back to Forrest a couple of seasons ago. Um, but there's conspiracies going around that because of Warnock moaning about the refs, mm. and also, and I know we're going to talk about the, uh, the, the fanatics later in the game, there's conspiracies going that because the fanatics are kicking up a fuss about the FA and the, and the Premier League, that actually they want us out of there to keep us <laughs> they want us not to give us anything. Now, I, that, wouldn't surprise me. I, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm I'd you. love to, I'd love to I totally agree actually, Joe. And I'm not I'm not blaming anyone for that. What I am saying is I do I've always held the opinion that cer- certain clubs are viewed by the establishment at the top level as not being worthy of Premier League status. And I think that's part of the reason the owners we have are, are trying to change the way we operate at, you know, at Premier League level, um, I think there's a there's a big part of that, and that's why you know Scudamore's got invited to that game. And I, all I'm gonna, say, we'll come back to it because I know John's. Can I can I just say that that was that you know people are saying that they, they they're not saying that that's that's definitely true, but you know it's it's just a reaction after the game. No. It's, it's just no, but I, I, yeah, sorry, I totally I, 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 I understand where you're coming from, and and I think what it shows is people are looking for a reason. They're looking for some sort of reason. To, to look at the decisions and say, actually, it's because Neil Warnock's complaining about referees, that's why they're going against us, and it was exactly the same last time he was in charge. Maybe there's a bit of truth to that. Maybe there is. Um, but they're two and two to make five. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. But you are, people, the fact remains that people are looking for reasons for these decisions. They really are. Um, I don't, you know, we're, we're in, you know all, we're, all we're doing is stating an opinion here. You know, we're not saying categorically that any of this, but you know, I I quite clearly made it clear. I get the feeling that you know that that the establishment at Premier League level don't want that's that might be that's probably support of bias, isn't it? That's probably my support of bias, but maybe there's truth. You never know. You really don't. It's a lot of money in the game. 
I know Alex is telling me to be careful, but you know, and I'm, but I'm not making any statements. I'm just saying that that's how it feels. And you know, we're talking about a, a game we all feel that we should have won and shouldn't have struggled to win. And well, at one-one, we were in the ascendancy, and I, I there was one-one. I thought there is no way we are going to lose this game. There is no way we are two on top of them. They are backs against the wall, and and to be fair, with I think the ref might have seen some of his iffy in inverted commas decisions in the first half because he did let a couple of things go at the start of the second yeah, half. Yeah. I yeah. thought Sunderland should have had three kicks. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I thought the same thing myself. I thought he knew he knew he'd made a mistake, but you know, it's, he, it's he, too he late would have been it. told. He would have been yeah. told because someone would have said we've seen it on Sky. And it's and it's two definite penalties, and like you say, um, everyone, everyone says that referees like to try and even things up. Yeah. But I just I just think there's there's too much going against us now for it's for and I don't care. I I I, don't, I haven't got any money for people to sue me, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying to you now is, I, I honestly think that there is there is a, a there's there's something going on because well, they, and, and I don't think it's about Warnock. I I, I, I just. I, you know, uh, the HF thing is something that we that we really need to talk about. We really do need you've, to talk. Yeah, about and you've you've got you've got views on it, and I, I have. And can I do it now? Yeah, yeah, and then we'll bring then I'll bring Alex in because I want to we'll talk. Just, uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll move away from it with a chat with, with Alex, and yeah, right. But you say say a bit, and I'll um and I'll try well, okay. and clear the water afterwards. You, you you know what I'm I'm like with him. I I, I, I love what they've done, but the thing is that we don't. <laughs> The, the actual ground doesn't need them anymore. I mean, they've gone their own way. They sing their own songs. They don't join in with us when we start to sing. They do all that after we scored. And then, and, and whoever the pissed up geezer is down the front, it keeps it going for about a minute too long and everyone sits back down. It's, it, it's almost... Anyway, that's by the by. When I turn up, sat down, big sign at the front, which you could quite clearly see on the telly, no thanks, Yank. The fuck is all that about? The geezer, we've got someone interested who has got... More, more money than we could ever dream of. Mm-hmm. Who maybe is interested in taking us to a different level on every single level within our within our football club, and they're going and they're being blasé rude about someone that they know nothing about. I, 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 don't, I don't. I just don't get it. And, and, and can, I, po- can I say you on that point? Hey, I think we're going to have to divide this up. But go on. And, and the politics. And their politics. With the banners, it's boring. It's boring. No one else does it. No one else does it. Just, just stick to singing, banging the drum, getting pissed. The other thing as well, by the way, them firecrackers. And I, I, I haven't heard anybody else say this right. The, they let off. They put the banner up and let off three firecrackers. The stewards moved, tried to move in after the first, moved in after the second, and then were involved in literal physical fist fighting before they were called off straight away. They were, they were involved in fighting. The HF were fighting our stewards. That, they are a disgrace. And they are, I'll tell you now, I'm 48 years old. I'm going to Palace since 1978. I'm fucking embarrassed by them. They are muggy. And I don't care that. They know who I am. I don't know one single person that sits in Block B. And I don't care to. But they are mugging my club off. And they're making us look stupid. And I call, I'm calling it on them. Mm. Tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me that I'm wrong. I I don't think this is the whole point. You've got an, you've got every right to have that opinion, uh, just like they have every right to have whatever opinion they have about whoever comes and takes over or the establishment in the game. You can you can pick holes in different 
that you can pick holes in their philosophy, for example. You can say that if you're going to hold up a sign or a banner, you should probably think about it before you do, because 38 games on English soil, we play in Wales, um, so it's technically incorrect. Um, and, and they're all talking about a 39th game anyway, so you, you basically that makes you look a little bit silly if you don't even take a minute to think about what you're doing. They were trying to make a point because Scudamore was there. That that is that's up to them. The trouble we have is is that and, and you you've you've expressed it is that people feel and quite rightly because a lot of other fans observe it as the when the HF do something like that that it reflects on the whole support, right? You feel you're embarrassed, don't you, Joe? Because they, they their actions reflect on you. You feel. Um, do, you not, as, do you not think the the firecrackers are going to get us a fine? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I, I don't really know. I mean, fine. they're certainly not supposed to be in the in, not in the ground. Fireworks but, in the ground. But you know what? I don't. What I don't personally want to do. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and slag them off without. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't know I personally. Did, I was there. Well, I was there. So, I so you're you're entitled to have the view that you have because you have that information. I don't. Um, I you know I. I I've talked to a few of the lads occasionally at games. A lot of them seem really nice guys. They they seem to have a little problem with some hangers on that aren't quite so nice, and they and there seems to be some trouble that follows them around. But you know, it's football. In days, football supporting, isn't it? And you you come from a different era uh, where some of the things that went on in your era, mate, were were in a in a different way. They didn't have a the sort of cultural association that you talk about when you talk about the HF, but. You know, there was a different kind of culture, culture that, that went on. So. You know what I mean? Well, so look, you, you've you've had your say. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call you wrong at all. Um, but I, but I, I, you know, my view is always gonna be that I, I still think that the positives that they've brought outweigh the negatives. Um, well, I but, think we'll see an empty block B soon from yeah. one or two games. I do, I honestly do, and I think it'll be forced on by the old Bill because the way that they reacted to the stewards last night is just just. Just absolutely ridiculous. We should have. It's, it's not well, it's everybody stu- in the stu- I know it's not. I know it's not it's, every- No, 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 no. No, Nick. No, no, no. See, the thing is, all the messages I got, right, is about your muggy fans. Uh, my muggy fans? They're nothing to do with me. I, I sit I sit in the Arthur. I'm not in Block B. But people are associating, associating me by being a Palace fan as, as, as uh, all of us are muggy fans. Everybody thinks that we're all but, muggy fans because of that mob in the but, corner. But. But football supporters up and down the land will mug off other supporters based on less than that. You know what I mean? We we'll all we'll tar every Brighton fan with the same brush. We'll tar every Man United fan with the same brush. Oh, you're all you've all drove up here from Surrey. That's just football, and you can't. Unfortunately, you can't have. It's one. You sort of like. Essentially, you're trying to answer a criticism with you're you're technically incorrect on that. You know, so. That's just my view on it, and I know it's an emotive subject for you, Joel. Clearly, who else does it? You know what I mean. Who, who else, else does it? Who else does what? Sorry. Who else does what they do? Well, there's plenty of it's groups that are starting top. up. I, I spoke to um, on a, I was on the Tottenham fan podcast, and they've got a group that are, that are trying to emulate that, and they're not the only ones. There's a lot of groups that are trying to emulate that culture. Um, and they, not something the culture. That they, they're trying to emulate the little mob in the corner singing and getting an atmosphere. That's what well, they're fantastic at, getting not, an atmosphere. That's not just what they want, though, unfortunately. Exactly. I, I view not it as unfortunately. Motives. No, not, not them. I, I, I'm talking about the groups that are trying to emulate them. They're fully aware of the, the political aspect. They're fully aware of what it, you know, the, say, the, the ultra um, sort of philosophy, if you like. But there you, look, there you go. Look, we, we, you've, you've made your point. Um, you know, I don't want to... We, you know, I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about a lot of the other aspects. I think you've made your point pretty clear. Uh, Nick, you want to say another bit on it, dear? I actually 
uh, I actually like some. Well, I would. I actually like. I thought the banner last night about the the extra game was spot on. I think it's it the premier the premier greed banner. I actually agree with, and it it does show people that that we don't. You know, we we feel football's not going in particularly the right direction. Perhaps um, it, I I can't see any other sort of counter banners going. Oh, actually, we like being charged a fortune to go and watch our team. <laughs> Yeah, there, there is that. There is that aspect. Supply banner at the other end in the fam- but, in the. But know. you know, you, buy, buy a season ticket. It's twenty quid a game. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know what I mean. It's, it, it, you sort of you take. You can't just take the bits you like, unfortunately, in in life and in football. You can't just go, well, I like this part, I like this part. I like watching a good team that plays good football, and I like watching top quality players. But I don't really like the whole, you know, modern football. You can't really pick and choose. It, it, it all comes together. Um, yeah. Anyway, Patrick, last word on this, please. Real quickly, um, the perspective that Joe comes from is interesting to me because, like I said over here, Rebecca Lowe, who does the NBC Sports coverage, um, is a Palace supporter. So whenever Palace are on. The, the feature game like they are on a Monday night, they really do a great job of, of doing some behind-the-scenes stuff and, and, and you know, showing at the team that they walk out and they always feature the HF, always show them where there's a banner on. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com not and i never really hear over here anything negative as far as oh that banner was inappropriate etc etc so the fact that what joe's telling me is, is is news to me because i'm not i'm not really privy to you know the negativity they always seem to say what a great bench and supporters palace have they're always singing they never get down you know yeah. they, they, they're behind the team etc so to, to hear what joe says interested me because we don't get that perspective over here at all as far as the negativity so people are too no, scared um, to say it patrick well, that's why there is, oh, okay. well, maybe there's a part of that, but I don't think it's necessarily that. It, well, it's a relatively popular opinion, particularly if you look at the message boards. But I think people are quite happy to take the, you know, the positive side. The positive of it. Part, people right. are quite ha- quite happy to talk about the effect that the crowd has on the game and talk about it last season. And you know, both you know, Pulis was himself has said it that every week. You know, it made it made a huge difference. And you've got to take if if you're going to take that side of it, you've got to, you've got to you know. But it's one step got, forward, two steps back. You've got to acknowledge, you know, it, it's always going to be that way, isn't it? Because you're dealing with people who are, you know, who are who believe in certain, you know, in a certain way. Uh, sorry, Patrick, go on, you go, last point. Yeah, re- really quickly, I mean, it's a real shame because um, they come across so well. And when I say they, I mean the Palace supporters, whether it's HF or everybody else. And, and there was a, a radio show one over here in America today talking about how quiet certain English grounds are. They actually mentioned Chelsea because the whole thing Mourinho complained about how quiet the fans are. So we come across as being so positive and behind our team. 
And to hear this is very disturbing to me because, like I said, you don't get that over here. All you get is the Palace fans are great, the ground is great, the fans are awesome, they sing all the time, they're behind the team. And the certain grounds you go to, you know, there's no singing, it's Arsenal's quiet, Chelsea's quiet, Premier League's, you know, getting more corporate. And then you hear this, it's kind of interesting. To hear I don't, yeah, I, look, it's, I think it's worth, it's worth talking about. Um, look, I don't think it's a huge deviation from how things have been in the past, but it's, it's just different in how it's sort of uh, manifested itself. Am I using too many big words? Probably. But you know what I mean? It, it, you know, I don't think things are actually that different than they've ever been. Um, you, know, the, you know, the figures are bigger, the, the clothes are different. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I just think that, um, I think when you're, particularly when you're in a, in a bad run of form, I think you look at things like this and they matter. They, when, when you look see something you don't like, and your team's five new up. You, you know, you just oh whatever. But when you just lost three one to Sunderland, do you expect it to beat? And you see see all that stuff. You know, it's more likely to rile you up. And you know, Joe's Joe's made his point. We're going to get back to the game now. Um, Alex, I, w- I really want to talk to you about. Um, we started a little conversation before we started recording. Um, a lot of the focus, as we've mentioned before, and uh, you know, as I will come to in some contact, I'm going to get to in a second, has been on Neil Warnock. You're someone who you, you feel that it was the wrong appointment from the start. I think that's fair to say. Um, you want to talk a little bit about what, you, I mean, you know, essentially, do you want Neil Warnock out? No, you, look, I don't necessarily believe going in and sacking managers after five, six games or whatever is, is necessarily the way forward. Um, but, but I said in the first place, I don't believe it, it, it was a shrewd appointment. It, at the time, there, there wasn't much else around, um, and under Keith Millen, we were probably going in the wrong direction. Um, but right now, I, I think it proves that the, the recent weeks, the decisions that have been made, the substitutions, the lack of discipline, the sloppiness, you can't just take that out of a side. Mile Jednak doesn't overnight become an aggressive, you know, someone that loses the plot. These players that, that play really well, they don't overnight just lose lose their ability. So for me... Is that down to a manager? Is that down to a bad string of results? What is that down to? And unfortunately, in this day and age, it often gets pointed at the manager. If players are playing badly, these same players that last year were absolutely sensational. I'm not expecting us to get 11th, but some of these players, how have they gone downhill? Yeah, they did, they did, they did, they did gel, but that's no excuse for dropping below par. They've dropped below. They've gone worse than they actually were last night against West Brom in that second half. That was that was pathetic at times. You know, I hate to be negative, but in the last few weeks, like it's it's not been good enough. It hasn't been. And you know, we, what what do we expect this season? I said the other day we've got to be realistic. At the start of the season, if you'd said this to me ten games in, three days before um, the Arsenal game, would you take would you take seventeenth right now with nine points from ten games? Yeah, I probably would have done. But the positions that we've been in and some of the football we've played at times. Has been fantastic. It's worth, but other that's worth bearing in mind. It's the opposite. It's, it's worth bearing opposite. in mind. But I do think, Joe. I do. Think, I do want you to sort of, if you can expand on that point a little bit. Um, if you 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 really feel that we we did considerably overachieve last season in a lot of ways, didn't we? Uh, not my words. I'd tell you <laughs> who they. I'd tell you who they were. They were Tony Pulis's words mm. last week on either Radio London or or six oh six. I'm sure he was talking to, yeah, Eddie, on the radio. He said, okay. you know, he took Palace, the Palace players overachieved. <laughs> so, so um, do you feel that, uh, okay, let's put, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or anything like that, but I mean, I'm just trying to, to, to sort of complete a thought process with it, if you like. And if you, if you say that we overachieved last season, 
Is it possible that there was an assumption in the way that we've built, tried to build the squad this year? I'm not saying necessarily from the board or from a manager or whatever, but just a, a combination of all those elements that those players will be able to keep that same level of performance. And has that been unrealistic? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so because I, I, I'm just I'm just trying to we we you can you can some you can see the way that uh, Burnley and Leicester uh, play in their. They they come up, they kick, they hustle, they bustle, they they're really, really, you know, they're really up and at it, and that's what we were like. But we weren't getting the results, like they're not getting the results, and it was only until the change was made. I I, I honestly can't. I, I I don't. I can't. It must be. It must be Pulis. It must be as much as I don't like to to say it. But mm. it must be the purest effect. He's, he is tried and tested, but you know. It, yeah, but that can only go so far, surely. He, 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 you look, he, yeah, go on. But you look at last game with the squad that we had. You know, we we are I so think, much. I think we yeah. should have smashed them last. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, we should have done. done. We should have done, and there's no excuse. I'm not. I'm not expecting us to go out there and play to the level. I said that from the start that we did last year, but I expect a higher standard and to retain the standard that 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 we can reach. For, for a prolonged time because in this level if you don't we will go down if you yeah, don't get to your standard and keep yeah. it we will go no you're right you're absolutely right uh, there, look there's a key statistical difference between the, the Pulis era and the, the current era under Neil Warnock and that that comes down to the goals conceded and the way we're conceding them because he had one goal from a set piece under Tony Pulis we've conceded more goals than any other team under set pieces this season so that I mean, it's a clear organisation is a clear issue um, but that potentially does come from the personnel as well, because we've we've made some changes there. And you know the Dan Delaney partnership, we were raving about, particularly under Warnock when he first came in. We were raving about that partnership. It got broken up through through injury, and and we've just basically seemed to have become a little bit unsettled. And you can even put the two back in there now. And I'm not sure that the situation would resolve itself. I'd be more comfortable if they were. Patrick, you you wanted to come in on that? Sorry. Yeah, quickly. I, I really think it's a matter of perspective, guys. Um, I know we've been very, very, very poor in our home matches, but we've played some really good matches away from home. And I think because the majority of fans don't get to see those games, we, we beat Everton away. We mm. played well at Arsenal. We uh, drew against West Brom a game, admittedly we should have won, and we drew at Newcastle. I mean, also, those are three of those results that are very good results. We have been awful at home, I'll give you that, beside the Leicester match. So I think because a lot of the fans get to see us at home and the performances have been so poor, I think that's one of the main reasons. The other things aside, I totally agree with the Dan Delaney thing and you can talk about Joel Ward playing uh, left-back you know, later on. Our midfield, you know, not sure, is it, is it the Majedli thing? Do we go with Zaha, Balassi, Punchin? But I think that because performances at home have been so poor, it's really changed the perspective of a lot of the fans. And I think some of the things we've done away have been, have been really good and we've glossed over those things. And we need to look, look at that and say, you know what? It's not as bad as, it, as we're all making it out to be. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I agree. But... We still I haven't agree. taken the points. We haven't taken the points from those there. You know, that um, West Brom game, we, we had to win that game. Yeah, we had a decision go against us, but unfortunately, every week teams have them against us. Every week they do. And, you know, the recent weeks that we might have had more go against us than, than most normal teams, but after 25 seconds, if a team doesn't get a penalty, they don't, they don't blame the game on that. This is the Premier League. This is the top division. That happens, unfortunately. Referees, they make mistakes, and we have to 
you know, take it on a chin and, and get on with it. We can't sit there and cry about it. Listen, Alex, you're right. I, I do agree. I do agree that you can't blame a, a decision after 25 seconds for the whole game, even though we know full well it would have changed the course of the entire game had the, had the decision been correct. You still go out. You still play that match. You still, you know, you, and ultimately we still lost that match through our own actions or inactions. You know, that that is true. That is is undeniable, really. Uh, but what also I still think the point we were making earlier about it being a culmination of things, it being a knock to the confidence, it being a it, it, it dialing up the frustration and I think that all affects they're all things that affect human beings and the way they perform and that's what I think we're seeing we're seeing a, we're seeing a manager who's frustrated and angry and yes that's probably having an effect on the players but we're seeing a team they're a very tight-knit close group and when they when they feel wronged they're all going to feel wronged you know when you saw you know Julian Sproni get hit you know you could see how angry the players were about it you know they didn't Sort of just shrug it off as one of those things that happens in the game. They you know they were genuinely hurt and worried about their teammate. There's a there's still a great spirit there, um, but unfortunately, there's sometimes there's a downside to to that in that if one person sort of, you know, if the, the whole group can be affected by, you know, the, the things I've just described, basically, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean. That's I mean maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it and and I'm looking for for excuses, but you, you could certainly le- level that criticism at me and let it be. Perhaps a little hard to defend. Um, I want to get to um, a couple of points that we're making. Alex, you were talking earlier about um, you know about the aggression, and maybe that comes from Warnock's regime. It was interesting to see that that Neil Warnock talked about um, you know us needing to be less you know less honest. Um, and Tony King got in touch earlier on and said uh, we all hate the cheating aspect of modern football, the diving, the play acting, surrounding referees. But do you think Palace need to embrace the dark arts to stay up? What do you think, Alex? Do you know, it's not the aggression. I think it's it's almost the lack of discipline. You know, being getting frustrated. And last season, we saw if something went against us, we'd see that as a motivation, and we'd say, "Look, let's grab this by the scruff of the neck, and we're going to go and prove a point. We're going to say you can do what you want to us, but we're still going to go and beat you. I don't care who we are, but we're going to do it." And and players flipping out, you know, Jednak and, and sloppy fouls by Delaney against Chelsea. That's just that's got to be from a manager has to let people know that that, that that shouldn't be allowed that that shouldn't be reflected onto the pitch should you know but even the year we went up how many penalties did we win from Wilf you know he preempts he preempts he knows what he's doing uh, he doesn't dive but he sees the challenge coming knocks the ball two yards and gets a penalty did it in the playoff final he saw the challenge coming knocks the ball two yards it's not necessarily diving and cheating but it, it, it's all part of football now isn't it and well it's not diving and cheating if you have to get kicked he got kicked no no yeah yeah I agree no I agree I'm saying but he's preempting he's preempting the challenge and he sees that's the being clever coming. that's not cheating yeah no, I agree, and that's what I'm. And that's what I'm saying. I don't believe we necessarily have to. We have to cheat and dive. But if if Chelsea players surround a referee, then then I believe we should do the same. I'll tell you what is cheating: lying on the floor for ages, pretending you're injured, and then on a drop ball, kicking the ball to the corner flag. Oh, that's right. Do you want to know? Yeah, you guys won't know this from um, from being from, from being there. Um, as that. As the before the drop ball was taken, sorry, as the drop ball was kicked out for the throw, which was bad enough, Poyet waved his whole team forward to. Um, that's fireworks in the background, Joe. Don't worry. Um, Poyet uh, waved his whole team down. forward to, to pressure. They were they were sitting off like they should do. Let us take the throw in, whatever. But um, yeah, but Poyet actually waved them forward to go and contest the the throw on that we had quite deep on and off. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, um, I, I just, I just, no, my point was was you know we we've not been getting getting penalty decisions. All of a sudden, it's given us like the inability to be able to be able to pass the ball. 
Mm. It's, yeah. just, it's just pointless hoofing. We've got to stop hoofing. To, to be competitive in this, in this league, we need to be passing a ball. We, we just need to be passing a ball. When, and, when you're hoofing to Fraser Campbell and then he touches the ball and he's got no one in sight of him, then, then of course it's redundant. You know, if you have got Peter Crouch out front, then it works very effectively. But if you're doing it in a team that doesn't work, it's completely redundant. Schmack didn't help last night. He was that, that was the poorest I've seen him. I know a lot of players had very, very poor games. Maybe it was one of the games where they all had a poor game. Hey, he was much better in the second half, but um, talking of substitutions, I'm actually going to agree with Alex on, on, on one of the substitutions that was made. Uh, I, I would have accepted Punching coming on for Balassi, Punching coming on for, uh, for Schmack. He did, didn't he? I haven't got that wrong. Yeah. Um, I, was, right. I felt at that point we were in the ascendancy and um, I, th- I don't know if I've got that right either. <laughs> in my in my brain, we were we were. I was certainly thinking that the substitution I wanted to see was Jamat to go off because although he was better second half, he was still struggling a little. And I wanted Bannon on. I just felt Bannon was the player missing. Yeah, all my, even MacArthur. I know people might see mm. that as negative because he's not going to bring you a goal. But when they're sitting back like that, he's just going to keep that ball ticking and keep options going. And when players we, drop off out wide, he's going to find that pick up we got, pass. We've got a month for that. Don't worry, Al, because Jedi's <laughs> off soon yeah. with Australia. Mind you saying that, we are we could be in a crap in a few weeks' time because we've got... Um, is Gediora going? Uh, Balassi going? Jedi going? Balass, is, don't think Balassi's going. I don't think they qualified. Well, um, yeah, we are, we are, and do you know? The, the, we, we, I think we mentioned this the other day. As much as it's you don't want to lose key players, in some ways it, it forces an opportunity for someone else, doesn't it? Um, and it might it might change your way of playing. It might be a spark. It might be something that you know. The spark we had last season was Holloway falling on his sword, and maybe the spark this season might be something else. Patrick, it does. My that's a great point, Chris. At this point now, uh, every position on that field is available to be taken. Uh, by someone else. So it, there are guys on the bench, uh, not in the squad, like you, right? Bannon, Gale, MacArthur, who hasn't played lately, Friars, uh, Hennessy, who, if they get opportunity, they've got to take it now because at this point now, we're just looking for answers and we're looking for a spark. And I don't care who it comes from, Gradiora, uh, Sully Kai Kai, we've got to do something now. And hopefully, uh, Warnock sees that and the players see that because it's the opportunities there for for both um, the players and the manager now to step up. And Sunday, Saturday is going to be a very tough game. And Man United are going to be, uh, they're going to be so tough. And I tweeted today, I'll take a boring nil-nil today. But I'll also take a 5-0 win over them too, which is not going to happen. Because at this point now, we just need something to happen. And again, I would just take a clean sheet on Saturday and walk away and then move on for there. Go to the international break and we regroup after that. Um, okay. No, I... I just very aware that um, this is supposed to be a little bonus podcast and it's already going on as long as a normal show. But uh, <laughs> just, just um, a quick question on Spironi. Was he slow on the goals? The first header, I thought, he, he just stood there. Um, he great uh, this is a great header. Well, last season, he did the exact same header in the exact same goal, Fletcher. Um, and I'm not even kidding when I say it, it was exactly the same. It was. You could overlay the header... <laughs> Uh, you know, one picture over the other, and it's it identical. Really yeah, can't let not... Stephen Fletcher have a free run of goal. You in can't, the and that was and that was the shocking thing. Um, such a shame the result didn't go the same way. You know, we won that last one three one and <laughs> lost it three one this time. Um, I really want to get to some some contact that we got in earlier, and then uh, wrap this this bad boy up because we'll have plenty more to talk about as the season goes on anyway. But um, I'll, I'll, it'll be a mixture of forward reviews and comments, really. Um, 
Uh, Andy Hobbs said a forward review of lacking ideas going forward. Someone called Patrick O'Connor said can't always blame manager. Did he? Uh, yeah, he did, yeah. Was yeah. he? He's a well, drunk. He ain't, ain't got a clue, has he? <laughs> totally clueless. Um, Jack Evans said uh, no end product. Blame? I was indicating a question mark at the end of blame. Did that come across? No. Oh, damn it. Uh, Paul Ashby said, do you think it's a coincidence the same core of players are so much worse this season? Um, I think we've manager. covered that in our discussion. You think the manager, Alex? I think uh, I think confidence is the biggest factor in any uh, any loss of performance from the same I set wonder, of players. Yeah, I wonder if Holloway's been able to bottle that and sell it yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, Gareth Jones was talking about uh, Colin, Colin and Neil Warnock blaming the refs because saying it's, it's tiresome. I agree with these comments about there's no firepower and attack and lack of idea from midfield. Certainly in that game, um, we didn't create, we had no real end product from the wingers, but... Um, it's made a very good point about why we're conceding so many goals used to be our strength. Um, Neil Warnock mentioned that in his post-match comments, so clearly aware of defensive frailty, but being aware about it and doing something about it are two different things, and he's, des- des- he's definitely got to do something about it. You know, he's not, he's not going to get an indefinite stay at, at Palace, and he's not going to be allowed to take us down by, by the board at all. Um, so, you know, he's, he's got a job in his hands, and he knows that. He's an experienced guy. Whether he's capable of doing it, people will always... You know, argue about, and and certainly you would argue that in his whole career that you know he hasn't done that at the top level, so it's still an unknown. But at the moment, again, there's there's so many, there's another lot of other unknowns about our uh, immediate future. I think, and I think there's a lot of people thinking that we might be waiting for something dramatic to happen off off the field before uh, before making any kind of changes there. It certainly comes across as a stopgap manager, doesn't he, at the moment? Didn't Steve Parrish completely deny that? He refuted everything, didn't he? Uh, he said nothing's close. He didn't. He said he said sometimes it's frustrating when uh, conversations you have get out, get out into the press. So I think that's a clear statement that a conversation has happened. Um, but when, he, when he was in Philadelphia, um, I, I don't have that information. All, all I can say is what he said, and, and he suggested a conversation had happened, but it was nowhere near as close as reported in the press. Whether that means it will happen or it won't happen, you, we're free to speculate, but we're not going to know, are we? No. Um, uh, Lucy said uh, we bloody missed Damo. Uh, and then she's used. She misses Damo. Yeah, she, exactly. exactly. She's, not the only, she's not the only one. Alana said the same, exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme there, isn't there? Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, Bill, Bill Rayleigh says. Um, he misses Damien as here well. We, here we go again. <laughs> he did just say that, yeah. <laughs> no, he's just first thing, first thing, he's talking about the whole. Um, fact that people are bemoaning Neil Warnock moaning about the refs but and he's really good it's really good he's pointed this out he said, the first thing Sky asked him was about the penalty uh, and then they report that he's moaning they they didn't just ask him once they exactly. asked him repeatedly until right. until they got the comment that they wanted until the, right. they got the they just needled and needled and needled and you could say he's got the experience to sort of say no comment or whatever but you, you knew they they saw exactly what they wanted to get and mm-hmm. you know and you go up to a manager after the game and you say you know and he's you could see it in his eyes he's so angry he's probably just screamed his head off and and then yeah you get a microphone in your face and they go did you really hate that penalty, Neil? Did you hate the fact you didn't get the penalty? Did you? Did you? <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, I'm, oh. I've slightly overacted. I apologise. Um, <clears throat> Gary T one two three says just not good enough. Uh, Tony Pierce step up Barry Bannon. I agree with that, Tony. There you go. Um, Chris Allen's gone for regain our defensive shape. John Vince has gone for back to base. Get back to basics. That's a good forward review for me. Um, he's also gone for a good other. If you're a good. good Good for you others. Ref standard is shocking. Being a particular highlight. 
Uh, Jedi has gone for poor use of subs and where's the back four? Dominico de Prospo, stop blaming refs Warnock. Um, Doug Tippett has gone for we need FFS back. Murray, basically. Jim Dunn, don't, don't think there's no one here who's going to agree with that. Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, Doug has also gone for Hope Scudamore was happy, um, similar to the conspiracies we were discussing earlier, which no one incriminated themselves about at all. Bish and Boss probably sums it up by saying, Feel so let down. There's, there's loads more. Thank you for all of those. I can't keep reading them out. I'll be here all night. Um, we've been but that long seems enough. to be the consensus of it. They just feel mm. let down. They're disappointed. Yeah, and I've got. I'm going to end on an email from um, Ben Fleury that kind of sums up pretty much everything that we were talking about. He said, "You know, last night was vital. If we won, we'd be further away from the relegation zone. Losing three one to a team who were recently thrashed eight nil, um, it, it just must have been one. Of, you know, it felt like it was one of the easiest games for us so far this season. Uh, Jedinak losing his temper, and getting sent off, crosses being too low, Balassian's a hard partnership not being great made it worse." And worse last night, we weren't confident or bothered to win, bothered to win the game, uh, and never any dangerous chances. And then obviously talks about the ref. Um, the only thing I pick Ben up on there, he, he's right to pick it. Point that we are weren't confident. I don't. I I think it, again. I've said it before. I think it's easy to accuse a player of not being bothered, um, but I don't. I think it's a lot easier. It's a ridiculous excuse, isn't it? Yeah, that people come up with like every player gives a crap. You know, they've given their whole lives up to be footballers. It's, yeah. It's, you if you ever you ever speak to footballers, there's there's oh, there's always exceptions that prove the rule sort of thing. There's always footballers out there who are very mercenary and will do exactly what they need to get contracts and things like that. I don't think that there's any of those really at Palace. Some of you might disagree. Uh, <laughs> 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 I did mean you. I did mean you, Joe. Definitely. Yeah, of but um, but. Uh, whatever, whatever you think about it, I, I think the dedication it takes to get to the level that they're at, they've got this personal pride in their performance. And, you know, from speaking to them, they all want to win desperately every single game. Um, and sometimes it don't go for them. And particularly, and I always say this, we have a, it's a horrible coincidence, and I don't know if it's but not, not all coincidence, but when we've got Neil Warnock in charge and everyone thinks of Neil Warnock as a... A long ball manager, I'd say he's definitely a direct. Yeah, what well an Alex. I think he's definitely a direct manager. But when when our t- certainly Palace, from watching Palace, and I think we hopefully we've all observed this. Whenever Palace lose confidence as a as a team, um, we start hoofball, and it's it's weird. It feels like it's a culture at the club. Um, I've said culture club there quite, Nick. Um, <laughs> it was ref by an O'Dowd. George O'Dowd. It's possible. George O'Dowd. Poor George. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just yeah that, and I observed that again. I've observed it in recent weeks when things have gone against us, um, and players who and we're talking about players who don't usually do that sort of thing. And I don't. It's definitely not always an instruction from the sidelines. It's it's always it's the easy pass out. And when you've got a team that are looking for an easy pass or an easy out or trying to relieve the pressure on them, you know their first thought is how do I get rid of this ball? You're in trouble. And you've got to have someone to address that. We actually were doing a bit of that last season up until the January transfer window. And we addressed it by getting Joe Ledley in. Um, I think he made a huge difference to that. And we, and it, and it's not just the fact that he's a midfield player who got on the ball and uh, you know, added a bit of drive and a bit of confidence. It was the fact that it was a fresh face. It was a fresh attitude. Um, and I honestly think that we, we're going to have to almost limp to this January transfer window and, and see where we are. And if... If it's not a hope, we're not in a hopeless position, which we shouldn't be. 
um, I think some investment will probably can still address the, the little slide, the little dip that we're in at the moment. And that's my view. Silence! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> um, that, was, that was my attempt at a positive message, but obviously I'm still angry um, about what I saw. <laughs> so that's probably about So the whole show was just completely redundant. It was all, all redundant. I'm still furious. And, yeah. I'm just reading a, a Sunderland view on the game, and they said that Phil Dowd was rubbish as a ref, and it was a penalty, but Sunderland did what we did last year and just dug in, and, and that's the way you win. When you haven't got a very good team. Yeah, and we might have to go back to it, unfortunately. I mean, people might have to just to keep accepting the fact that we've you know, got low uh, possession stats and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, we'll, um, you know, it's a little bonus for you. Um, it's taken a lot longer than anticipated, but um, I think it was good. I felt it slightly cathartic. I hope you enjoy it. Um, by all means, get in touch with us, holradio.net forward slash contact. Slag us off for everything that we said. Um, yeah, I'm sure you will. But um <laughs> slag Nick off. I'm gonna say slag off Jill. Don't slag off me. <laughs> uh, nice guy. And I'm very uh, sorry, Joe. I didn't realise that that was your one night out with your missus last night when I rang you up begging for a lift because my car broke down. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. And then I borrowed my daughter's car just so you didn't have to sit in the back of my van. And then he took a picture of the number plate which says kisses yeah. and then posted it and slaughtered me. Yep. Uh, we accident- that accidentally got retweeted on the whole radio account, mate. Yeah, no, I know. Apologies about nice. that. I don't, know, I don't know how that happened. Uh, sometimes it's this, it's the button. Sometimes on the phone, you accidentally press it when you're scrolling. I think that's what happened. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we'll be back. Um, we'll be back on Sunday as usual, 8 p.m. Join us then. Bye. 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 It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.